Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey everybody, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team will continue with Season 2 with Episode 15, Pen Pals. And generally regarded as the best episode of Season 2, but I think Measure of a Man is better. Season 2, Episode 16, Q-Who. Very important episode for, really, the mythos of Star Trek at large. But that'll be the second half of our show. Pen Pals. Is it weird that Data... uh, essentially modeled as a grown-ass man uh, (laughs) makes friends with a young girl on the internet. (laughs) So here's the thing. Only now. (laughs) But also, yes, I thought that as well. I was like, this doesn't feel like data. Right. Yeah. But then again, he's very childlike and chronologically isn't. Yeah. He's not that old. He's not that old. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm... for a character I like, I'm jumping through hoops to be mm. like, to make it okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. But yeah. my other thought was, is she the only one alive down there? Like. They couldn't afford anybody else in the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, if she's the only one broadcasting, then I, I completely see Data not wanting to just forget about something that is unusual and but yeah yeah i don't know and i got a little bit of a vibe of because it was like a little girl's voice where he was like oh no she baby (laughs) (laughs) i need to make sure she's protected i'm sure that when he first heard it when it's a little kid's voice asking is anybody out there like Mm -hmm. that's gotta be immediately the heartstrings like oh no this baby's alone like yeah she's she's isolated somewhere like she's lost her family so I'm sure that's where it came yeah. from, but also he goes on to kidnap her. So <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, there was there was some decisions <laughs> that that were made. Yeah. Does anyone know why I wrote my cat and my mother also don't get along? Because Troy was talking about how she had a kitten. Yes, and, and they didn't get along mm. with her mother. Okay. Yep. See, that's, you know, I make oh, yeah. jokes and then I'm like, I have no idea what I was Few referencing. people get along with either your cat or your mother, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> And I still agree with this, even in the moment. I hate myself that I wrote this note down, and I hate that I still agree with her, but, like, I agree with Pulaski in this a little You bit. shut your mouth. I know! They're like, okay, cool, Wesley, we're gonna test you by putting you in command of this apparently pretty important, like, I don't know, training wheels? Like, give them a little thing, like, hey, you're gonna be in charge, we're switching over the food simulator thing, so, like... You're gonna be in charge of that. Like, like, do something small first. Give him a watch on the bridge. Yeah. Just proceed like, like midnight watch. Like, we're not expecting anything to happen. Just get comfortable with right. maybe coordinating the activities of people that might be a little bit older than you. I think that's level one, yeah. and then mm-hmm. level two is here's the project. I need like, you to get this done. Literally at my job, there is like the baby stair step of like person in charge. Usually they're not the manager or even supervisors, but they might be like, okay, for one weekend shift, you're the person like in command. Here's the nine different people you can call if you need help. But like if something happens, you're the person that responds. You know, give them one of those kind of give them the weekend shift. You know? Yeah, no for sure. This seemed it was a it was a weird 
It was a weird jump. <laughs> he needs to grow up, become a real boy. <laughs> let's put him in charge of the mission. And not only that, but this is like, let's figure out, like, some people are going to die. Right. <laughs> let's we totally, Wesley's first mission, <laughs> breaking all of the Prime Directive, apparently, <laughs> is, is really what happened. Yeah. Also, Riker's shit at giving advice. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> when it comes to the ladies, he's pretty good. When it yeah, comes right. to doing the job of Starfleeting, <laughs> maybe not so much. Yeah, at one, point, at one point, Wesley comes to him and he's like, what do I do if da 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 and Riker's essentially like, that's not going to happen. But if it does, you're going to handle it. And it's like, uh, and, and the right, and Wes is like, thanks, Riker. I was like, no, don't think that, bitch. You don't know what he's talking about. And then, late, sorry, go ahead. I was like, the only way that would make that seem better is if he really does do like, thanks, Riker. And immediately turns around, Judy, what do I do? <laughs> and just like, yeah. oh, somebody else. <laughs> Because you are shitting advice, good sir. There's also there's also a point where they're talking about like why people listen to Picard when Picard speaks, mm-hmm. and um, Riker's like, "Why do you think that is?" And Wes is like, "I I don't know." And he's like, "Figure it out." Because I'm taking notes just as much as you are. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Also, I'm kind of like, okay, I understand why he's going to Riker because, like, Riker was the one who, like, put him in charge of this, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, like, we've already established that Wesley has a very good relationship with Data and Jordy. He could have easily have gone to them and be like, this is my first <laughs> command. As you know, you were all there for it. Uh, help. <laughs> and they'd be like, you got this? Cool. I like to talk to my people like this. Be like, oh my God, okay, yeah. yeah. What's, what's that word you used? You know, like, 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 we could have had that. And instead we had Riker's... Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullsh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe it's good that he didn't become a captain last week. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Feels like he just doesn't want to work this week, so he's just passing <laughs> so it we all have else. those weeks. <laughs> he's having like a half week because he's like, look, I just had to survive my dad again. Mm, he's still so, a little like, I'm unfocused. Just gonna, I'm just going to phone it in and just, yeah, it's, everything's fine. Although we do get that amazing moment with him and O'Brien where he's like, O'Brien, take a nap. <laughs> Yes! And then O'Brien's like, I just woke up, sir. Let me help you. <laughs> and I love how O'Brien is so like, I'm not even here! I'm just gonna die! He's like, I'm watching all of you, this! You know O'Brien has all that hot guys. Yes! He, he's down there hanging out with Guinan. Him and Guinan just, yes. they be pitching shit back and forth. And be like, guess what I heard? Guess what therapy I gave to somebody today? And O'Brien's like, guess who was in the transporter room making out this morning? I my thought is that O'Brien or whoever is operating the transporters has to have a line on to what's happening in the bridge at all times because sometimes they just come down and he's like in the know immediately of what's going on. I was like, you didn't tell O'Brien you were coming. You just showed up in the transporter pad and he's like, like, I'm gonna get you through this cloud that's gonna kill you, but you'll be fine. Don't worry. So I'm like, he, they probably have, like, the audio from the bridge playing oh. in the background, like, at yeah. all times. Oh, so he's got the security cameras pulled up the whole yeah. time. He's it's just, like, like he just the... spying on people. He was just like, not only am I paying attention to the issue, but also I'm watching the guy beat Galaga for the eighth time back over there. I know what you're doing. He's gotten real good at it. It's like, uh, like when you're in the green room of, like, uh, a show or a, a stage show or whatever, and it's just, like, coming out of the speakers at the top. You can, yes. you can hear people, like, in, in the backstage being like, oh, Hurry, hurry, go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like taking notes. I'm like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, 
like, no, O'Brien was so good in this episode. I'm like, I'm really, I'm really starting to like him. He's just like, whatever shenanigans you're into, he's I'm, I'm not going to knock. Everything's good. I knew I liked him the first moment I saw him. I was like, he's going to be the one that sticks around. And he did. Yeah. He, he's the Fraser of the, shru- the show. Like, like, everybody likes him. He sticks around. And then he gets an, another even better show afterwards. Hell yeah. So I have to apologize, because in our last episode, I was kind of ranting and raving, and none of y'all stopped me about (laughs) talking about, like, intelligent design or whatever. That was not that episode. That's Uh, this episode. (laughs) We watched these in blocks, so it kind of blended together. So this episode, they were talking about cosmic plans. Oh, Uh, yes. And that's the thing when I was like, what are you all doing? doing yeah, that was why weird. why are we like this and you're talking about it as a natural phenomenon like this is a thing that's happening it's going to destroy this planet blah 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 but then they're like you know what if it's the plan for the universe and we should just yeah. let it happen i'm like what are you doing and they got real close to i feel like a much better philosophical discussion which is like okay we have our prime directed if it's here to protect ourselves i think I think, I was about to say Kirk, I think Picard did a great way of breaking it down and be like, okay, so what if it's this? We're like, yeah, no problem. We're like, what if it's this? What if it's this? What, like, like basically describing the slippery slope, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger philosophical discussion that they could have had that they got real close to was, okay, there's a certain point where we don't act, but it's also like ignorance is bliss. But we know now. Mm. We know We've had actual direct contact. It might have been illegal, but we now know. And accidental. And accidental. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that somebody has reached out. We have made that connection. So what is our obligation now? Do we turn our backs and walk away? Or do we now have that obligation? Because I feel like that's actually probably not settled in like... It's in Federation it's, law. I, like, in the expanse of canon, it would be probably up to the cap because you'd have to justify it. And the justification is that the pollution that the Prime Directive, the cultural pollution uh-huh. that you're trying to avoid with the Prime Directive has already been, it's already transpired. Right. Right. Yeah. So but then. Now that it has happened, do you have an obligation now that right. you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even that, that, uh, that you know, but that. The person on the planet is already aware there's right. something out there. Yes, yes. Because that's what you're trying to avoid. That that, that bubble has already burst. So right. what do you do now? Right. And I feel like that's a bigger philosophical discussion that they didn't fucking have. Okay, but I don't. I don't know though because if one first of all kid says I, that they met yeah. an alien. Second of all, how many people do we have in our planet that says that <laughs> they have encountered alien life form? Oh, easily like, hundreds. It, it's in this country it's a th- it's a thin argument yeah. to be sure but i'm also thinking like what if cuz yes it's the cultural pollution like i get that but what if the the pollution for back of, lack of a better word is like a destruction of an entire planet that you can prevent. Right. Mm-hmm. Or do you have an obligation to life? And i'm even wondering like you know there's there's people what if all you can do is just beam up the last few survivors before the planet explodes and save who you can. Right. It, yeah, no, yeah, you're I think right. right. Like weighing cultural 
pollution yeah. versus like the devastation of a, a yeah, humanity that but, you yeah, can prevent, that yeah. you can stop. Then I think the larger question beyond that is: this is turning into a surprisingly vivid and and, and interesting conversation about the implications of the Prime Directive. <laughs> right. At what point are you playing God? Yes. Mm. And are there moral implications for taking on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we'll, yeah, what are the right. consequences on so, either side? And I think, this I think, is the conversation they should have yeah, had instead right. of intelligent design. The, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just like, I'm, I'm blowing my foot down right now. The <laughs> formers of, of the Prime Directive would say that you cannot act as God mm-hmm. for anyone, therefore you're going to have to let some natural disasters take their course. And it's not an easy, it's not, hey, have fun with it. It's yeah. it, it's a, the moment you start acting like God, where does it end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's fascinating to me is that it's data. I can see anybody else who's reacting emotionally mm-hmm. who would be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta say, it's this little girl, I gotta save right. her, like, what are we doing? Data's not acting emotionally in this. He's uh-huh. doing it from almost like a... Central logical but, right versus wrong yeah, kind of place as as a pure mm-hmm. ethics equation. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. not what I feel for this person that I've made a connection to. It is what is right, what is wrong, what is the most right for the most people. Right, and yes. question of where do we draw the line on acting as God? I think we can draw the line here. Yeah, yeah. Data actually had out of everybody the whole like ethical. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just like, do we have an ethical obligation to help? And I think Data, like, ran the numbers, and he's like, yes. Now that I know, we do, like, like that door has been opened. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain amount of ethics of when, like, ignorance is bliss but then you is also, an ethical thing. But then you also get to a, a question of the butterfly effect. Let's say mm-hmm. this species lives on, and they continue, and they technologically <clears throat> advance, and they become part of the interstellar community, but they become the despots of the galaxy. Right. Are you not then responsible for having saved them at that point? Mm-hmm. Don't you become responsible for every right. act that this species does, good and bad, in perpetuity? And that's no. that's a good philosophical ethical argument I, too. I, and yeah, okay, but you're saying no, <laughs> you at, at all? No, I think I think evolution is going to occur the way that it is. I think that um, like the the progression of uh, science and whatnot is going to happen the way that it's going to happen because science is what it is so i think if they were to go on and like be able to encounter the stars and encounter like other um like aliens or Mm -hmm. anything like that like at that point like it was going to happen Mm -hmm. in some way or like another planet was going to encounter them and have that interaction like i felt like there are just too many variables there to like to say that that person is responsible for all of them. Right. And you get like, into too much what ifs. I yeah. feel like yeah. it's hard for one person to be wholly responsible for another individual's actions. Yeah. Like, because like you can be responsible for saving their life because that was an action you took to do. You can't be responsible right. for their actions because at one point you did something for them. Say say a um, EMT saves somebody in a car crash and that person goes on to murder somebody. Is that EMT liable right. for mm-hmm. exactly. that murder no, later okay. down the line? That's a question of legal liability versus the interior feeling of guilt and responsibility. Right. And those are two separate things. Yeah. 
But then that EMT just needs some therapy to work through yeah. their emotions yeah. about, oh, I saved Fair. a person who killed somebody I mean, later. people can feel yeah. guilty or, about Oops, that guy turned out to be without, Hitler, too. You, know, yeah. like, <laughs> you could almost re- remove the responsibility if you if you didn't leave it up to individuals and you said it, it it's the reverse of the prime directive. If a society is in mm-hmm. existential danger, you must rescue them. Yeah. You are required, not even as a matter of ethics and your own internal sense of self, but... Legally, you must do it. Yeah. Then it would almost remove the responsibility. Mm-hmm. If okay. if it turned mm-hmm. negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And, no, like, this is the philosophical discussion they yeah. should have been having. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a weird twist on this, and it, it, it's going to leap to a weird direction. The question of, if you, ha- if you could go back in time, you'd kill Hitler in the crib. Mm. Right. Okay. But if you knew someone who was going back in time to kill Hitler as a baby, are you morally obligated to go save Hitler as a baby? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I mean, if but, you know what's going to happen, yeah, like you, you know yeah. that's Hitler. It's yeah. not just like, oh, it's just a baby, and I need to guess. Yeah, yeah. I need to send you guys um, <clears throat> the extreme trolley problem. Oh yeah. Have you have you gone through all the all of them? But I mean, I've seen the episode of The Good Place. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a whole there's a yeah. whole website where it yeah. asks you a it just gets crazier and crazier there's 40 questions of like okay trolley like like you kill one person versus you kill five people like okay but these five people aren't human and yeah. this person personally bullied you <laughs> growing up and you're like I don't know <laughs> and then like and it gets crazy we're like you pull, the, you pull the lever this trolley will immediately crash and there's no people tied to the tracks what do you do I don't know I'll pull the lever like, let's just crash the trolley like fuck the trolley <laughs> be like am I financially responsible for the trolley <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this lever the trolley goes forward into town and then this lever the, the, the trolley goes into a portal and winds up in the future which will cause problems for you later but you don't know when do you pull the lever I guess, <laughs> yeah. That's like it. it's it's wild and it hurts. Like it, <laughs> it hurts. Just like as a side note, I feel like the older I was thought, the older that you get, the more responsible your decisions become. <laughs> like. I, I know, now that I'm older and people, like, present me with these what-ifs, I'm like, fuck it up! <laughs> fuck it up! <laughs> and the, the, the more we realize the flaw of our parents. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some, only that holds up. <laughs> some people fight against the chaos of the universe by attempting to establish some type of order. I didn't come here to get called out. Some people realize... The inherent chaoticness of the universe in this side. What if I just go with the flow? What if I just fuck it up? What if I just fuck it up? What if I just float on this? Uh, well, if I just float, what if I, we just go with it? Batman and the Joker. I mean, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with all of the Joker's decisions, but I do agree with. Oh, the so vibe much. is right. <laughs> I'm a Harley Quinn bitch for sure. <laughs> I'm like, I see. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. When we were watching Black Panther, we we watched it at home. I think I don't think we watched it in theaters. And I remember turning to Hayden. I was like, aside from the killing thing, like. Killmonger's kind of got kind of got something going on. That's yeah. why he's a good villain. He, he has like, a point. He's like, you can't say that. You can't say that. I was like, but he's got a point. He said, shut the fuck up. You can't say that. Was, what what kind of white nonsense is that? Of course he's got a point. I'm the whitest guy who ever wanted. Of course Killmonger has a point. I mean, 
yeah, he tries to, you know, launch a coup against Wakanda, and Wakanda has to put that down for their yeah. own, you know, th- what they're yeah. trying to do. But other than that, I don't blame him. There wasn't, there wasn't who was it, um, Kaczynski? The guy that lived in the um, the shed, out, and I think he built bombs. Oh, Ted, uh, uh, Ted Kaczynski, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Unabomber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, again, aside from the killing thing, like, he kind of got a little bit of a point. <laughs> Once he, he mailed... Like, Stop saying these things! <laughs> Up to the point he mailed a bomb to somebody, what did he do wrong? Where did he lie? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's... People can have points. You may not agree with all yeah. of their actions, but that, like, people... People are complex. To bring it back to Star Trek, Khan in the Wrath of Khan, yeah. he's like, Kirk left us here, didn't bother to check in what? on our progress. Like, all good points. Once he starts wholesale slaughter of scientists, that's when he loses yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're proving, you're, uh-huh. you're answering your own question here because yes. now you're just like, okay, well, I am, you're Kirk. You, that's an you know, do something with Khan that doesn't, like, kill him, but, you know, you're like, yeah. oh, just let him go bounce around on this planet for a little is bit. Is he responsible? Uh, is he responsible for the fact that that planet is dying and uh, yeah. Khan he, becomes okay. a murderer? <laughs> Here's the thing. He's responsible in that he didn't do his due diligence and check first. Hmm. Right. But I'm not going to say that he's responsible for Khan going on and killing other people. Because yeah. Khan right. has responsibility in and of himself. Yes. yes. Personal responsibility. Yes. He, is pro- he is responsible for Khan's unwellness. Like, like not all of it, but, like, mm. the fact that Khan well, was put into a worse situation. Like, Kirk was like, that was my bad. Khan has a grievance. If he took it to the Federation mm. Council or, mm-hmm. like, Starfleet's mm-hmm. complaint department, <laughs> honest to God, they need to hear him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the moment he was and like, there's oh. there's a chance he could win that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a base full of scientists. You're all being murdered. That's when That's it, where it's just like, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's like, when the Federation goes, okay, no. We were with you up until a point. <laughs> we were with you up until that yeah. point. Yeah, because like, you're only ever responsible for your own actions. What do we owe to each other? What do we owe to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, this was a good discussion! Yeah. <gasps> Let's go to our commercial break now! It's day cool to catch a Federation with Zeely. <laughs> Sir. Oh, Hello. Uh, sir, can you, uh, can you tell me well, what you're doing here tonight? I'm trying to save this young girl. Save? Mmm. Okay. Listen, buddy. Let's have a seat, shall we? Um. Yeah. Okay. So, you're telling me that you came here to meet a little kid to save her. That is correct. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the truth. Well, I, I hear... I'm a from a different planet. Oh, oh, is that how they do things on your planet? Your planet has significant seismic activity. You're all going to die. Seismic activity. Mm-hmm. That's what they're calling it? Is that what they're calling it on the internet these days? Listen, she's a child! <laughs> Stay cool. Catch a better edition. Messages of social enlightenment. Black lives matter. Yeah, they do. Stop Asian hate. Yeah. Trans lives matter. Yeah. And trans people exist. Yeah. Yeah. Stop dehumanizing people angrily into the microphone. Wear your seatbelt. <laughs> yes. Abolish the death penalty. Yes. <laughs> it's actually cheaper. It is. It is actually cheaper. <laughs> Drink your milk, or the dairy man <laughs> will come. <laughs> oh no! And I want this. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's what the milk man says. Moo, moo, yeah. Moo, yeah. <laughs> this took a really weird turn. We've 
already done. This is established before. <laughs> yeah. We did a whole episode about the Milkman. This last is the time. sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I've forgotten all about it. Do you guys even listen to the show? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Could you put my money in shit? I do the show. We talked about Big Dairy. We talked about the, the Milkman being the Kool-Aid Jammer Man's cousin. If you enjoy our word mouth usements and if audacity will not crash uh then you might enjoy other podcasts at partyapocalypse.com including friendables two friends talking about hannibal lecter with myself and eris uh we are now solidly into the tv realm of hannibal mm-hmm. lecter and uh our next episode will be clarice the one thing without hannibal lecter which feels like a, a choice uh, listen to the episode. I got something to say about. It. Also, there's Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with myself, friends of the show Donna, Kenzie, and Debbie, and uh, other things including books, blogs, movie reviews, the fourth wall in its entirety, and as the myth turns in its entirety. Eris, nope, I'm getting waved off. Z, anything for you to plug? Yeah, I've got a TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, at underscore. It's just Z underscore. Excellent. Love my life. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, Sesame Street recently got on TikTok, and their first video was quite hilarious. It was the two Martian dudes, and one's going, tick. The other goes, talk. <laughs> tick. It was great. <laughs> and uh, Warner- I, I'm not associated with this. I just thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to delete Sesame Street. And yeah. David Zaslav, head of uh, the new, this new company, uh, can thoroughly fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> Because he is a bad person. Get fucked. Yeah. And not in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> but not like a, a rapey way. Like yeah, somewhere yeah. in the middle. Like, 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 like yeah, in a convenience like, way. Like, oh, this is fucked. Exactly. That's what yeah, we want. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Off sort of way. Yeah. Like, just get the fuck out like, of like, here. Like, get... I hope everything in your circle is a little fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I wish great inconvenience upon you. Not, <laughs> not violence and not fun. Yeah. Yeah, right there in the middle. A solid <laughs> six years of stepping irregularly on Legos. Mm, you know, yeah. like like not a pattern that you can predict or even get your your feet calloused enough yeah. to. Just just enough. You don't even own uh, any Legos. You right. just happen to have your them in your feet, house your now. Bare uh, feet find them for you. <laughs> I I hope that seam on the socks of his on the toes of his socks is never where he needs it to be. Uh, oh, that's diabolical. Yeah. Oh Thank my you. god. It's good. It's good. This has been a good talk. I I felt better about this. Uh, with yeah, that, I think we. <laughs> like he, he's always just about to sneeze, but never oh, does. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. But, but, and all his life, people are just recommending ways to finally get through it. And they're yeah. all bullshit. Like, oh, you know what I do when that happens? I smack myself in the face as hard as I can, and then the sneeze comes out. If you pant like a duck, that's for hiccups. <laughs> Put your finger far enough up there, you'll be able to dig the sneeze out. <laughs> that sounds like something my grandmother. <laughs> my mama used to tell me an old remedy for that sneezing thing, and it and it's releasing the films that you've already completed principal photography on. Oh, you don't do that. Then maybe try. <laughs> That to be his Thanksgiving every year for the next decade. Just 
family members. Like, his family are like, just as mad at him as everyone like, else. like, oh, you know what happens when I get the cork stuck and I kind of break it in half in the wine bottle? I release the goddamn movie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you, know what, you know what I would like to see, David? I'd like to see a movie where Brendan Fraser was going to be the bad guy in a very visually interesting way. Oh, you had that. Oh, good. When is that movie coming out? Oh, it's never coming out. Fuck you, David. I didn't know Brendan Fraser was a part of that. He's in. The, he was gonna play Firefly he in the. Fucked ba- over Brendan Fraser. Yes. I will find this. Give the carpool trip. Let's go. Taking this podcast on the road. Lot, do you have an appointment? This is my appointment, motherfucker. <laughs> But yeah, I have a three o'clock. Thank you. Yeah, they, they canceled the movie with Brendan Fraser and Michael Keaton in it. Michael what? Keaton was going to be Batman in the in the what? background. Movie. Yeah, like that's fucked up. I'm not okay. We are driving to yeah. his place of business, and we are gonna give him an earful. But is it someday? I, I went with Grandpa with that a little bit. Someday like, there's gonna be some like editor's assistant who's just gonna be like, you know what? Damn the consequences! I'm releasing this shit online. Yeah, <laughs> the bootleg, yeah, like steal that movie. Yeah, that may money. be in the process because <clears throat> I'd be like, ooh. <sighs> Anyway, there's got to be somebody out there who's pissed off that all of their hard work is not going to get shown to the public. So because in this day and age, you're going to be like, you know what? I'll probably get fired for this, but my OnlyFans is yeah. going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'll be okay. So the special effects aren't done. Okay. Yeah. The special effects weren't done on Superman 4, and I've watched it two or three times. <laughs> uh, the special effects were never done on Star Trek 5, and I spent a good portion of my life kind of liking that movie. Uh, so that the special effects aren't done is not a reason to not release the movie. Thank no. you for coming yeah. to my TED Talk. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we should probably go back to our episode. And now we come to the Borg. Borg. <laughs> As in cyborg. As in yeah. cyborg. So, like, <clears throat> I'm kind of afraid of the Borg. <laughs> well, expand on that. Why do they make you afraid? There's a little, there's a little bit of body horror, and I think yeah. that's what hits me the hardest. And I saw, like, the first time I encountered the Borg, like, like myself, was when I was younger. Because mm. I was watching the show when I was, like, 11 and 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it, like, I didn't think, I remember being afraid of the Borg. And I was like, but this, I mean, it's been many, it's been a couple of decades, you know, since I've seen this show. So I was like, I'm an adult now. I have different fears. I mean, I'm, it's not that I'm not afraid. I just have a whole ass different fears now. But then I'm watching the show. I was like, oh, I'm having a visceral reaction to this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I might still be afraid of these people. Okay. All right. Because they're, they're stronger. Their, <laughs> their technology is better. Like in a, in a. Flat out fight, they're gonna win. You have to be like, you have to use your ingenuity to defeat them. It's not just a muscle thing. And there's there's something about the fact that they aren't people anymore in the way that Mm -hmm. we understand them, that they are a collective. And so you're not arguing with a person. You're not like taking a person aside and like, you know, the spy games, like, if I can get this one person to flip, then maybe, like, you know, right. there's no, like, the the normal types of diplomacy as I know them, the rules are out the window for the board because you can't look at, they're more like cells and you're looking at the big, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And so, like, something about that freaks me the fuck out. I feel very out of control. I feel Enemy like that can't be reasoned with. Yeah, like, yeah. That, yeah. That, like, like, it's one of the reasons why zombies still kind of freak me out because, like, they're monsters that you can't reason with. Like, you can talk to a vampire. 
You know, <laughs> you know, like you can have Hannibal if, if you've got a nice parcel of land, Dracula will leave you alone. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like hmm, you'll uh, let me have this uh, Carfax Abbey, yes. <laughs> I mean, also like just get some food. Yeah. You'd be like, look, there's a whole, there's, uh, there's your hunting grounds. What do you need? Like, I'm, I'm, like, there's lots of assholes that I know. You need some, you need some assholes? Or some virgins? Like, I think basically, I'm Guillermo. <laughs> I think that's what I am. I'm Guillermo. You would capitulate to a vampire. Yeah, absolutely. Quickly. I'm like, yeah, who, like, the Pelsing boy? Like, whatever. Well, like, let me help fine. you out. Yeah, like, you're hot. It's cool. <laughs> I'm practically in love with you. <laughs> Look, I am a hardcore Nandor Guillermo fan. <laughs> I'm like, I want them to kiss so much. <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of of boys nearly kissing, Q really wants to kiss Jean Luc in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets his, his face, he gets his mouth right on his oh, ear. Aggressive flirting. Yeah, not. I'm go beyond flirting, like uh, necking. Yeah, yeah. Right. my last comment was Q hearts Picard forever. He does. <laughs> he really does. And what's beautiful is that comes full circle in the show Picard. Yep. Like, comes back Q and... comes back, and those two, like, basically, <laughs> like, you've been my best friend. Just like, like it it, they're just, oh, yeah. so much. Love it. Yeah. over here, like... So watching the, watching the beginnings of that, I'm just like, oh, you guys are in love, and I love it. Okay, 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 <laughs> but Guided and Q. Yes. Not as a couple, but just, like, that scene. That scene where it was like, <gasps> I want, there, I was like, I don't know what's going on with Gaiden, but I want there to be like a second power showdown. <laughs> like, I just, I want a wizard fight, okay? I want a wizard fight in 10 forward. That's what I, I, I was like, I was literally like vibrating at my desk. I was like, I want there to be a wizard fight so bad. <laughs> I, I really liked that Q seemed a little afraid of Gaiden. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Yeah, it was like that's his one natural enemy. <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, you fuck! <laughs> Which is like, okay, who's Guinan? I need to know. I have so many questions. And I love the fact that she had such a huge part, and I'm just gonna gush. I will gush for the next 28 minutes. I promise. <laughs> Bigger question: Did Q do a bad thing in this episode, or a good thing in this episode? Right. Or a chaotic thing neutral thing in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the third option. I would strongly push against that. Mm. It's it's either good or it's bad. I strangely um, think that Q really just wanted, because he has this affection for Picard, he really wants to prepare P- Picard for what's coming and him not be taken aback or even die later because the, they encounter, they're going to encounter the Borg anyway. Why not warn him ahead of time? Right. The Borg are coming. So if they came in full force to the Federation in X amount of time and the Federation had never seen them before, that'd be it. Game over. Mm-hmm. They have this one encounter. Now they have a lot of data and they've got time. Spoiler alert, it's going to take them a year and a half for another encounter. But they've got that time, and that's going to be the difference. Like, if, if if Q hadn't done that, everybody on the Enterprise and in the Federation would be dead in a year and a half. My he did murder question. some people, though. Agreed. And yeah. then there's that. My there's question that. is, I feel or like... Or are they dead? Before... They're, no, I think no they, they say they're dead at the end. But I think other canon will say that they they were actually assimilated. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I thought yeah. they got assimilated. I, I was, I was, I was the, straight there with the Matrix. Right. I was just like, I know where the Wachowski sisters got this idea from. In, the, I was in, like, oh. in the context of the episode, 
they're not really into assimilation. That really comes later. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, I would. Well, and they, they did. you know, used them for parts. Yeah. I, I was actually kind of disappointed by what was going on inside the cube. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be some like freaky sci-fi Mad Max slums kind of thing going hmm. on. Just from the look of the outside, that's yeah. what I expected. Okay, okay, and then we got inside, and they was all sleeping. I was like, "Y'all lame. This, this is a big old cube, and y'all ain't know how to throw a party." <laughs> lame. But but they're like white blood cells. They're not even people. <laughs> white blood cells. I mean, they don't have rhythm. They got babies in drawers. That's that's metal. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't birth those babies. <laughs> they stole those babies. Yeah. Oh, hurts me. I don't know. I did see a female cyborg walking around. Sure. But knowing the like the Borg just take people and make them part of them. Well, it's yeah, faster. I don't think they ever talk about them breeding. Like, yeah. That's how yeah. they breed. They infect. Yeah. yeah, no, like, but not, they don't, not a biological breeding, yeah, it's yeah. a assimilation yeah. breeding. There are definitely yeah. female boards. In fact, there's a central character who's a female board later on. Yep. I don't remember. Uh, seven of Lions. Seven, seven of Lions. Yeah. Seven, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> seven of Lions! Seven of Lions! Seven And she seven is lions. pretty gay. <gasps> I do love a good gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big lesbian vibe in almost everything I've seen her act in. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. The, the Jerry actors. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I've seen her a couple other shows, so I'm like, I, I recognize, like, the name. And, yeah, she's... I don't know what's going on, but she got a vibe. I feel like, just to totally derail the conversation... Please do. If you <laughs> got typecasted as something, what would you get typecasted as? Anthropomorphized, <laughs> pop-culturally infused raven? <laughs> you already casted yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a type, and I found him. You know, it's kind of weird because it's like I know who I am, but it's just like a lot of typecasting happens with like the first thing you do. Mm. I'd I probably be, honestly, I would probably get typecast as like something pretty lame. I think yeah. both of you would be right at home on the new A League of Their Own show. <laughs> uh, I think I both, like, both of you could be on that show. Cast. That's just being authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's what time passing is. You know what? Actually, no, I take that back. I do not know how to play baseball. No, yeah. they teach you. I, I know how to, to be, act. I, I know how to, to act that I can know how to play baseball. I know how to be gay. Way there. Uh, I'd say 80% of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if I got typecasted as something, it would be the funky sidekick that like means well, but gets into shenanigans and is mm. kind of the reason the shit hits a fan. I feel like that's who I would be. <laughs> I would be typecast as like the quiet librarian and I would hate it so much that I would do something orderly insane, like full on Harry Potter showing up nude uh, on Broadway. When like, when does Harry Potter get oh, nude? Did, did, oh, did you not hear about that? Okay. Daniel Radcliffe. He did a production after, of Equus, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Who would you be typecast as? Tell me if I'm wrong here. I think probably as the very awkward... Like the smart but like awkward sciencey person on like, and I'm thinking mostly in like Star Trek, mm. like on the ship, who's like, you know, has ideas but is very socially awkward about it. Like I'm thinking like Tilly, like I'm a little bit Tilly, or uh, uh, or what? What's what's lower decks? Or the Orion girl. I can't remember her name. Uh, Tindy. She's, yes, Tindy. Yeah. She's just really excited about everything, and like There's, she's like really smart, but also kind of kind of weird. But I mean. <laughs> to, okay, <laughs> I apologize for this phrase before I say it. 
the girl in the chair. Mm. <laughs> She's giving us a like, you can't say that! <laughs> I didn't say that! <laughs> Uh, but like Garcia and 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 uh, Barbara Gordon, and, mm. and that if we're looking at yes, type, yes. that all no, like uh, uh, like yeah. bridging different genres. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Penelope Garcia for the win. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No Pulaski. Zero <laughs> percent Pulaski. A hundred percent fun. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Lots, lots of, lots of Guinan. Lots of. Lots Q. of Guinan. Lots of. Q. I want to know yeah. what Guinan's hiding under that hat. <laughs> I want to know why um, she was under the bar. Like uh, Picard, I think came into ten forward to ask her a question, or he was beamed back there for by Q, yeah. and he walks over and she pops out from under the bar. <laughs> and I was like, "What were you <laughs> doing down there?" She, she totally has like eye holes cut in the bottom. <laughs> of the bar. She can just like be down there and see when somebody comes inside. I was like, "Is that where she sleeps?" You also see her office. Just off side, off, off, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is way less impressive than you think. Because like we eventually see her quarters, and they're like weird, and yeah. like her office is the dullest office. Oh. In it makes Counselor Troy's office look like a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> okay, if I, I I don't know if this is what's what's happening, but if I was guided, I have had many instances where I've gotten overwhelmed or embarrassed at work or somebody came in and uh, they walked in and they were hot and I didn't know how to handle myself so I hid under my desk. Mm. That has happened no less than three times in my life that at is- different jobs. So maybe that's what she was doing. She was just she like, said like, oh my god, god Picard is so hot. And she's like, Love me some of that I this. With 100% honesty, that has never happened at my job. Not once. <laughs> Not once has a hot person approached you at your job? I, no, I mean, at work, I'm just, nobody's hot. Like, this is a place of suffering. <laughs> I, have to, I have to be able to feel joy to find someone hot. I was working as a legal secretary, and we were working on this contract merger, because, like, two businesses, like, one business was buying the other, and so we were working on this contract, and, like, and, like, the other lawyer, you know, representing the other company, his secretary... Oh my god. I like I lost my damn mind. I could not <laughs> handle myself in front of her. She was just like just, like, just uh, she's perfect. <laughs> and there were several t- and like we had we dealt with each other for like two months. Like like I'd have to go over her offices and have them sign something and she'd have to come over my office and sign something. And I was like, I don't know how to flirt with women. I'm super awkward. <laughs> and there was one time when she came in and she was like real dressed up and I was like I saw her I saw her like coming through she hadn't seen me yet but she was like walking outside the office door and I was like Lisa I can't do it and, I <laughs> and she's like what are you doing and I'm like I can't I can't look at Stephanie I can't. She, she's too pretty today when, when I worked when I worked at the hospital I'm was, an idiot there was this there was this staff member who was who was like had been legendary on the floor and kind of took a backseat position and I like coaxed them to come back to the floor and like be legendary again because they had kind of like there was some stuff going on but yeah. anyways there was like this CPI that was happening which is a like a, a code basically oh, okay, like somebody's yeah. like behaviorally like needing intervention right and. Like an incident is happening. Yeah, and it like all of a sudden just happened like right in front of the the desk, the tech desk, 
like out of nowhere. It was just explosive out of nowhere. And one of my coworkers jumps up on the desk, runs down the long desk. The desk is like six feet long. She just takes off running down the desk, jumps down, takes the chair out of that person's hand, slides it, like flips it around, sits down in it and goes, all right, let's talk about what's going on. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> afterwards because it was like it was a good teaching it was a good teaching moment and so we watched it backward we're playing it in like the onboarding of, of other people's training and in the background I'm like fanning myself <laughs> I was like But I wish I would have. <laughs> oh this one time I was trying to like drop off. So like we had like coffee catering come in and then I was going to drop off the um, like carafes and stuff and like all their stuff. And so I did, except I didn't remember the barista that was behind the counter was just very pretty. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I can't. I was just like, this is with the, with you, you know, with the, cause you were, well, not you, but like you're, you're the, the, these are yours, bye. <laughs> You know that thing that people do where they like pretend like they press a button and then they go down the escalators? That's what she was doing. <laughs> she was practicing she was her physical comedy. This is going to blow Wesley's mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then the captain shows up and she's like, well, there's nothing for me to do except just pop up after the movie. <laughs> 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 and I got it. I nailed it. Okay. If you had come in 10 seconds earlier, this would be cool. <laughs> time or we're actually well past that time now sorry does anybody else have anything to say about Q-Who? Picard really said fuck toxic masculinity in this episode yeah and, and he was like i need you i was like yeah you do baby yeah, you do. and he was like that must have been so hard to invent and i'm like yeah only if you're a chump yeah <laughs> he was so like whatever yeah <sighs> yeah i i like that Q and Picard work in a way. They they try to introduce Q to other captains later on. He doesn't have nearly the chemistry with any of them. Yeah. Picard's his boy. Mm-hmm. And like they're they're just fun to watch together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Anything else about Star Trek's a little gay. I wish it was more gay though. I wish it was more gay. It's like a little gay, it needs to be more gay. It's the, gonna the get more Star Trek, gay. It lasts so long, it'll get progressively gayer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, it's and I'm looking forward to it. Pretty that. thoroughly gay now. Good. Yeah. yeah. Like right now, it's a sprinkle of gay, and I need their. It's like when they say, like, oh, chop up one clove of garlic. I'm like, y'all are wrong. <laughs> that's a minimum six. Yeah, that's like a head of garlic. Excuse me, I'm just gonna write that mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah, right now, it's like a one clove of garlic gay, and it needs to be more. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, we'll uh, move on with Season 2 with Episode 17, Samaritan Snare, which is, if my memory serves me, 
one half of a really fun episode. <laughs> um, we meet uh, aliens who have no business being in space, and hilarity ensues. Okay, uh, I'm instantly down for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like me. I shouldn't be in space. <laughs> and I had it on the desk when I see half people. <laughs> I also feel like if I was in space, hilarity would ensue. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and then up the long ladder, which I have zero memory. I, I can guarantee you I've seen them because I've seen them all. Either. I hear that and I'm like, okie dokie. <laughs> They're doing construction. Possibly. They yeah. gotta change all the light bulbs up in 10 floor. Ah. There's a really tall ceiling, so they gotta be up the long ladder. But then. <laughs> Is this the same ladder that we saw in that movie where the numbers didn't make any sense because at one point he was going up in the jetpack and then at one point he was going down? And <laughs> yeah. Is that that long ladder? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Oh, it's a Star Trek V reference. Yeah. Goody. Woo <laughs> wee! <laughs> anyway, we'll see you then and talk to you then and you'll hear us then. Bye! Bye! Bye.